Thankfully, losing a child is a relatively rare event. However, this tragedy still happens to some in our circle of friends and in our world and in our communities. One of the common concerns I hear expressed following something like this is a concern for the marriage of those who have lost a child. There seems to be a real perception that couples who lose a child are more likely to experience the failure of their marriage. So today we explore the research on this and then turn towards helping each other through the grief. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a somber episode for you this week. This is episode number 222. And today we're going to be talking about how losing a child impacts marriage. Even if this has not been your experience, we would encourage you to listen to this episode uh, as most of us do end up uh, knowing one or two people in our lives, at least, that lose a child. Uh, a very tragic event, and it will help us to be better friends to them. Mm-hmm. And before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed the abuse of wife. Worth going back and checking out. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. And if you're struggling with your marriage in any way, we offer sound research-based advice. And most of all, we offer hope. Let's get into the topic for Linda of losing a child now and how that impacts marriage. So a lot of people and a lot of researchers describe losing a child as the hardest thing a couple could go through. And uh, we don't have any basis for disagreeing with that. Mm -hmm. It's brutal. Now, bereaved parents experience intense and overwhelming grief at their loss. They have to cope with substantial changes to their life as a result, even their roles in their family like their family uh, unit, family system, their relationship with one another. They have to deal with their own individual grief as well as attempting to comfort each other and also often at the same time dealing with changes to their relationships. So it really impacts a lot of stuff. And it's a subject we wanted to address here on our show, but we have to be upfront. We've never been through this ourselves. Others have, and there are helpful blogs and articles on the internet from those who speak to this issue from a very, very personal place. And those are very um, valuable resources. Our approach here is different, though. We wanted to look at the research and see what happens, not just in the life of this couple or that couple, but across the experiences of many marriages to see what could be learned. Uh, So we hope that just adds another useful voice in uh, the many people trying to help those that find themselves in this situation. First thing is that losing a child doesn't increase divorce rates. There's no doubt. Yeah. And there's no doubt, Verlinda, that this loss could potentially have a huge impact on marital quality, but the research finds no link between the loss of a child and marital stability. It's not not denying that there's an impact, but Mm -hmm. that's encouraging. So the idea that losing a child makes divorce more likely is in fact a myth. Uh, and that was asserted in a study by Albuquerque et al. in 2016. So some pretty recent research there. But it can definitely impact the marriage in other ways. And, and the researchers noted this. One possibility, increased strain and conflict. Mm-hmm. Like it's just hard, right? Reduced communication. Easy to kind of get lost in yourself. Mm-hmm. Distancing. 
reduced sexual functioning. Those can all come into play. Okay. Yet, despite the extreme grief of losing a child, not all couples experience those negative outcomes. Setting the grief and loss itself to one side for the moment, some couples end up stronger as a result of coming through a tragedy like this. And this is partly down to situational factors, things outside the couple's control, which we'll talk about in a moment, partly to how the couple grieves, Mm -hmm. and partly comes down to how strong the couple were before the loss as well. Mm. So, yeah, we've talked about that with other things before too. Like, yeah, marriage being a resiliency factor in challenges, right? Yeah, that's why you need to make your marriage good. Yeah. Before these things happen. Yeah. And because there's these different factors, it just highlights the fact that everybody's journey is going to be a little bit different mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. But here's some situational factors. One is that they may impact it one way or the other, okay? Okay. One is the cause of death. And we want to be cautious about comparing the cause of death, knowing that each case is so unique and the, and the grief is so profound in each case. But generally, losing a child in sudden or violent circumstances like accidents, homicide, or suicide is much more distressing to the marriage than other causes such as illness or stillbirth. Not to minimize really? those, mm-hmm. uh, but you can kind of, there can be an added trauma layer versus if you know something's sort of coming and you have time to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. The age at death can be a factor. It's reported that the older a child is when they die, the more the parents have invested in them and form strong bonds with them. So the harder their loss impacts them. Hmm. But I mean, you can see how much people grieve over a stillbirth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like there's an innate bond. But I wonder if it's a difference between like grieving what would have been... Yeah. Versus like the loss of this person you know so well. Yeah. The, I don't the know. building of a relationship. Yeah. There's a factor there, right? Okay. Hmm. And other children, having other children can be a source of comfort when one child is lost and provide a continued sense of purpose for the couple. Like they maintain their identity as having a family. Mm-hmm. But it okay. can also increase the strain on the couple as they have to care for their surviving children while dealing with their own grief. Mm-hmm. So it, it, And helping their children grieve. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot all at once, right? Yeah. And it depends on the state of the marriage at the time of loss, which we've alluded to. So the quality of your marriage prior to the loss can impact how you cope with the loss for good or for bad. Uh, For example, if your marriage has been child-centered, we talked about that in episode 198, you may not have nurtured a strong bond between yourselves. And so probably you may find yourself starting the grieving process more Mm -hmm. alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully you'd be able to, both you'd be able to recognize the need to turn towards each other during a time like this. But pre-existing strains and conflicts before the loss of the child could also lead couples to coping poorly with the bereavement. Couples who struggled with poor communication and conflict prior to the loss are unable to properly comfort and support each other or more likely to find difficult it difficult to properly comfort and support each other. Right. Okay. So they can become more distant and non-communicative rather than facing the problem together. Now yeah, that, if you already struggle with communication. Yeah. Like, how are you going to talk about this really hard thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So this is tough, right? Yeah. And that can lead to a breakdown in the stability of the marriage unless the couple realizes the nature of the challenge and really makes deliberate moves to compensate. Okay. So it's not saying it's... uh, You're not stuck. Exactly. Equally, a strong marriage can help couples cope with the loss more effectively. Couples in a strong marriage are better able to support one another and feel supported, and they'll be more likely to use good communication and coping strategies. So here's a quote from one study in in 2016, feeling secure and protected in the relationship help parents to survive and endure the grief after the loss of their child. Okay. So we don't get to choose the timing of major losses. And so, as you were mentioning earlier, Verlinda, it's another reason to create a strong marriage. That strength in your marriage acts as a buffer against the blows that can come during life on planet earth. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. At the same time, if your marriage was not strong, all hope is not lost. It just becomes a matter of turning towards one another at a time of loss like this, rather than turning against one another. Mm-hmm. And so once again, we've created a bonus guide for our supporters. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much for all that you do to support our podcast and make this show possible. This one shows you how to heal from grief together. It helps you to talk about differences in grieving styles and how to help one another recover from grief. And you can get this, uh, if you're not already a patron, you can get this by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. And we'll take a quick 60-second break here to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive, and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible, and to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about the state of your marriage at the time of loss and how that can be a factor in your resilience and how you process things. Let's look at how to help your spouse through the grief. Okay. So the grief of losing a child is complicated because on the one hand, it's dependent on your own ability to manage the emotions and come to terms with the loss. But on the other hand, it's also influenced by how your spouse copes with the same process. Mm, yes. Yeah. If your spouse copes well, it'll be easy for you to cope well. If they struggle, it may be harder for you. And that means that in this kind of situation, there's both an individual and a joint process to the grief. Yeah. Like you have your own grief, but then you also have basically how you're grieving as a... Together. Yeah. So there's five particular areas to focus on as you journey through grief. One, first of all, is to be real with each other. Couples that go through the loss of a child may want to protect each other from some of the pain by appearing strong and not expressing their sadness in front of each other. But that's honestly, it's not a great strategy. Trying to hide your emotions makes things harder for you since you aren't expressing yourself. And it could make things harder for your spouse since they feel like you aren't sharing in their grief. So hiding your emotions to protect your spouse may actually end up and often does end up having the opposite effect. Hmm. It can hurt them. Okay. Yeah. And that's a, you know, it's noble to not want your spouse to have to carry your or see your pain to to add to theirs, but, but it may not be helpful. Yeah. We've talked about this with regards to other issues too, like, you know, issues at work, scared about losing your job. Yeah. You know, when you try and bottle it up, you don't want to stress them out. And yet it's kind of like the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Or not worst, but. Yeah. It's not as helpful as as sharing it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we we mentioned individual and joint process, like individual and joint grieving. So couples cope well when they make use of joint coping strategies, talking about their grief together, sharing resources such as books on grief and loss or mm-hmm. sharing articles you might find on the internet okay. and dealing with the practical aspects of the loss together, like funeral arrangements and that kind of thing. Okay. However, making time for individual grieving was also reported to be important and helpful. Again, same study found that couples coped best when they are able to both communicate openly about their experience and also give each other space to process things alone. Huh. Yeah. So you still need your 
it's different individual grief yeah it's differentiation i think here again right Okay. We're able to be together and we're able to be alone. Yeah. And then utilize social support. So couples with a strong, healthy marriage are able to offer support to each other during the loss of a child. But relying exclusively on each other for support may put too much strain on your spouse. Okay. Finding other people who you can talk to can help you cope and also reduce the strain your spouse is feeling. Okay. Again, like don't swing this pendulum too far either way where it's just you guys or it's all outside and not together, right? Right. It's, we're talking about balance here. And then what is what a fourth one? Yeah. Finding your hope in Christ. So again, in the study, a link has been found between religious faith and better marital coping with the loss of a child. So there's a few reasons for this. Couples can often turn to other members of their church for support, guidance, and practical help. And also praying together can help couples feel connected. And so that helps strengthen their bond. Hmm. So talking to God together about the grief that you're experiencing. Yeah. And the third thing that they noted is that faith gives couples hope that death is not final and leads them to continue to feel connected to the child that they've lost. And it is a great, great blessing okay. to know, yeah, for those that are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, that they will see their loved ones again. Yeah. And then also uh, probably... Uh, Tied to this as well, but even on its own, looking for new meaning. So parents often take a lot of personal meaning from raising their children, and that's not wrong. It's a healthy aspect of parenting. But when you lose a child, it can devastate that sense of meaning and purpose. Okay. Right? Yeah. So finding new meaning in other places is therefore crucial in rebuilding the predictability and the order of life. Couples can find meaning in all kinds of things, including by investing in their own marriage or from their faith or from other passions and life goals, from deepening relationships with surviving children or forming new, deeper relationships with family and friends and from finding your own ways even of honoring the memory of your child Mm -hmm. too. Okay. So, you know, this probably won't come at the start of the grieving process, but Right. It's certainly a helpful thing to consider. Okay. Well, it definitely is a little bit more somber than yeah, some so episodes. That is a... For sure. Yeah. But again, like there's hope. There's hope. You turn to each other. Yep. So we want to thank those of you who became patrons between this recording and the previous one. We had Desiree and Paul and Becky and also Katie May. So thank you. Thank you. And we got an iTunes review, Caleb. Mm, from Australia. From Australia. Australia is totally beating New Zealand now. I know. I just have to say... But this says five stars from Miss Hijinks. Insightful and helpful. 10 out of 10. What an absolute awesome podcast. The wisdom and insight shared that is derived from a foundation of Christian principles can be implemented immediately. So thank you, Miss Hijinks from Australia. Yep. And way to implement immediately. Yes. Take an action. Way to do the hard work. It's good. We just have to talk and they actually have to do the hard work. Well, we got to do some of our work sometimes too. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Next week. Yes. Oh, next week we're talking about how to help your husband through his man cold. Are you serious? That one's going to be on the lighter side, but you'd be surprised at the amount of research. There was research on a man cold? Well, I guess you'll have to come back next time and see. Uh-huh. This is a real phenomenon for Linda that leaves a lot of men distressed and disabled and not receiving enough compassion and disabled. empathy. Uh-huh. Compassion and empathy from their wives. Well, that is all for today's episode. Maybe I should have backed that one up against the abusive wife episode. <laughs> You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 222. That was my house number growing up, 222. Aw. I know. That's so sweet. Find out how you can help marriages. Go to oif.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oif.support. 
A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.